Well, welcome in to Nav Game Change with Shane and Mike. We're so grateful that you're joining us for the show today. Across from me is the one and only, my best friend, Shane Bishop. Shane, come on. How's it going today? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Hey, how come you laughed when I said you were my best friend? This is the first time you ever introduced me that way. I'd always hoped. <laughs> I'd always hoped. But it's the first time you ever just formally introduced me. Yeah. It just sort of took my breath away, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of took my breath away. Yeah. So, Shane, okay. what's going on in your world right now? Oh man, I see you got some tea. Yeah, I brought Is some it? tea. I'm, I'm, I've been on a, on a, I would say a diet, but it's really not a diet. What it's is a whole this? change of lifestyle. Starvation. Kind of thing. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's sort of going from uh, uh, 21 splurge meals a week plus snacks. Uh, yes. Right? Sounds... To dialing or back down to about three. Okay. And then wow, the other one's dramatic. eating very controlled portions of strategically aligned things. And so I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you know, it's kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. But today, Mike, I forgot my lunch. Like, I, I have to pack these lunches that have, uh, you know, like, vegetables and and just a little bit of meat and a little tiny bit of carbs and so there's not a whole lot there right for these these lunches yeah. but i forgot it so okay. I, I just it's at home it's in my refrigerator i had nothing so i made myself some tea to, to come in here you think like if a mouse saw saw that food it would just pass it up or i mean it doesn't sound like the most appealing meal but you know what it's kind of interesting we've been doing this a while melissa's actually a very good cook mm-hmm. And so on the protein side, I, I can have things like shrimp and, and oh, yeah. chicken and turkey yeah. and even lean uh, beef. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there's actually some options. I, I think the big difference for me is is eating better and eating less mm-hmm. and then not eating after supper. That's mm-hmm. That's been really hard, man. I, I think of everything. That's, that was the hardest thing to kind of break. Okay, just, just having a snack or, or? Well, yeah, yeah, like a half a carton of ice cream, yeah. uh, trail mix. Yeah. You know, trail mix is so interesting, Mike, because you, you think, well, it's trail mix. It's good for you, right? It's outdoor <laughs> food. I mean, it kind of was designed to throw a gazillion calories into yeah. people so walking yes. a trail. Correct. As opposed to people getting ready for yeah. bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gone. Yeah. 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 My life has changed a lot, but I'm a lighter man because of it, Mike. Yeah. You look great. Thank you, you feeling good? Oh, I feel, I felt better when I was fat. Okay. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. I mean, any night that you want to grab a, a whole carton of uh, Moose Tracks ice cream, oh, yeah. you could hit it. Man, oh, you want to feel good. Get about halfway into a carton of Moose Tracks ice cream about 10.30 at night. You're feeling great. Hey, it makes it easy to go to sleep. It too. does you make gotta, it easy. So, so like you're you're at home. You've already yeah. eaten. Are you chewing on your tongue? No. What, no, you no, just no. Have you just broken it now and you yeah. don't think about it True. anymore? Okay. True. Now, yeah. the one thing that's a little odd is you, you eat these huge breakfasts. Now, it's nothing you would want for breakfast, you know, <laughs> like pancakes, uh, yeah. bacon, eggs. It's nothing like that. Yeah. But you get a hunk of meat of some fashion, so baked fish or shrimp. Actually, I like shrimp for breakfast pretty well. And then you you have like a spinach salad. Mm -hmm. And then you can have maybe oatmeal or uh, applesauce or something like that. But what's really been weird about breakfast is I'm not used to eating that much breakfast. And then I'm not used to eating those kind of foods. So, for example, when you add my breakfast together 
there is more than is in a McGriddle from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It's more food than I want. Yeah. But the McGriddle like has almost no food content in it. Yeah. But man, does it taste good, especially if you add jelly. Yeah. So that's part of it. You know, that's kind of been part of my journey. I've lost 40 pounds. And wow. so I'm probably, not probably, I'm just right at the weight that I was at in college. How's that? Have you ever been to that weight since college? No. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just sort of at this kind of different place. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot of work and I'm on a workout routine and it's all been done with a lot of supervision and from people that know what they're doing, but yeah. uh, that's where we are. I'm, I'm back in a lot of clothes, had morning years and yeah. uh, all that. So that's what's going on with me. Yeah. Well, I've gained six pounds. I like it. Yeah, so I'm losing on, it. And I'm gaining You're fine it. it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. But it's not because uh, trail mix. It's more Oreos. Vanilla bean ice cream. I love vanilla bean ice cream. Now, I'll you got a particular less. brand because I'm thinking we might be able to angle that in for a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> because the you know way what? I see it, I mean, I think our viewership, I mean, the amount of people that contact and really lean yeah. into this podcast, yeah. I mean, I think we're dwindling. Well, don't don't you think me and you agreed a long time ago that we want to keep this pure, like the game of baseball. Yeah. We yeah. don't want, we, you know, originally game, we want to keep this pure. We don't need all these sponsors. No. I know they want, they want to be on this program because of all the advertisements. They want to dictate get, our material, right? Millions. They'll say, we want you to do stuff that's interesting to others. <laughs> We're not going to be sellouts, Mike. No way, man. No. So do you got a favorite brand ice cream on this vanilla bean? It used bean? to be Briar's vanilla bean. Now, mm-hmm. like we got uh, just the Aldi's the other day. Their vanilla bean is pretty good. I feel like all the, what I would used to call generic products yeah. have actually stepped up their gain, game in a lot of areas, even clothing. Okay. Like, you know, going to Walmart for clothes. I'm a millennial. We, we didn't want to do right. that. But now you go to Walmart, you can find some good clothes there. Target's got great clothes as well. I think a lot of what used to be considered generic type branding is is actually taking it to the next level. I notice you have the Adidas pullover on. Yeah. So this is more theoretical when you talk about generic branding. Generic ice yeah. cream, I guess. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I yeah. did say no to Ben and Jerry's. You did? Yeah, and it was on sale for like 20 cents, which is one of the hardest things for me. Whenever yeah. it's on sale, it's like a, it's like a sign from God, I feel like, that I'm supposed I don't, to I don't, buy it. Yeah, I don't understand Ben and Jerry's. I well, mean, it's, it's like they name their ice cream dumb stuff, and so I don't yeah. really get it. Well, uh, now Ben and Jerry's is out. They'll never be a sponsor now, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nope, I don't think so. Yeah, I think they're out. So Shane, what's on your mind today? Anything? You know, I think the main thing that's on my mind is full, mm. and how much I enjoy the season. Yeah. And the here we live in Southern Illinois. And Southern Illinois is not, A, a major vacation spot for Americans or internationals. And then, B, Southern Illinois uh, has very extreme weather. I mean, so it's as hot. We, we live near St. Louis. It's as hot in St. Louis as it is anywhere in the country in the summer. But it can be just as cold as it is anywhere in the country. Yeah. But we have gorgeous falls. We do. And we've had some gorgeous weather. Uh, in general lately. Yeah, we have. If the weather was like this all year round, people from around the country would move here to retire and we could not afford our own homes and we would have to move to places like Florida and California. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of fall, Shane, we just got done with a falls a fall men event the other day. Really had a great time. We had men throwing axes. Yes. We had men doing a target practice with airsoft guns. We saw push up and pull up contests mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Not one man was rushed to the emergency room, Shane. No. And I was amazed by that. Yeah, everybody emerged uninjured. Yeah. So from a liability <laughs> standpoint, this might be the best event we've ever had at Christchurch. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But we were also asked some questions. Yeah, they did sort of, a, they pulled all the guys together. We had a couple hundred guys and they, uh, Mike and I were interviewed about some man stuff. We really received a lot of great feedback from our conversation, and it really was based on how someone can grow in their faith, people who are struggling in their faith too, some marriage dynamics as well. And like I said, we got great feedback about it. So we thought bringing it back here on the podcast could help our listeners as well. So we'll start off in the faith vein, uh, specifically around kind of the busyness of life. So here's the first question for you and I to talk about. How do you study the Bible while being so busy? This life has so many things pulling at us all the time. How in the world, if the Bible is essential, how in the world do we spend time in the Bible in the midst of our busy lives? Shane? Well, one of the things for me, Mike, is, is I commute. Uh, it's 30 minutes from my cabin to, to the church. So I've got an hour a day. To fill. So one of the things I've really started doing since we moved out of town is I really use those Bible apps where they read the Bible to you. And it, it's been kind of interesting because for years, reading the Bible, you know, just mm -hmm. reading through the Bible was a part of my regular discipline. But with these apps, it's kind of cool because uh, I might listen to, let's just say Psalm 100, I, I might listen to it 30 times. Yeah, And I, I just kind of experiencing and encountering material differently, mm -hmm. hearing it orally as opposed to reading it. And so that's one thing I do is just try to maximize the, the time that I already have that I'd be in the car. Yeah, I think maximizing time is important and understanding what season a person's in is really yeah. important. I've had times too, Shane, where I was reading the word a whole lot. Uh, I had those, you know, I didn't have kids or I was in college or I had these just these opportunities where I had more time to do so. You know, last week or two weeks ago, I went on a trip to Nashville, Tennessee. I went to a conference called New Room Conference. It was really good. Every time I go on a trip, Shane, I have to have candy uh -huh. on a trip. What about you? I mean, not if you weren't on your diet. Do you want no, candy? No, I mean, I, I get nothing now. You get, you get like a diet. You used to get a Diet Coke. I used right? to, oh, I still drink Diet Cokes. You still drink yeah. Diet Coke. It's like a calorie-free dessert yeah. complete with carcinogens. It's well, everything you'd want. Diet Coke's now out for a sponsor, aren't they? They're out too. I feel like I'm just burning potential sponsors. I think they want us so bad that they're probably going to come to us. Come They'll come They'll to come us. They'll come to us. Yeah. Uh, but, we'll uh, walk that back when they come to us. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, I always like to get something low calorie, like lifesaver mints. And yeah. whenever I get those, because I don't want to just keep shoving candy in my mouth, I'll, I'll take those and I'll just savor it for a while. And I think there's times in our lives too, we might not have as much time to be in the Word like we once were, or maybe an upcoming season, but uh, I will take one scripture verse and just think about it. In the morning, sometimes if I have a quiet time during the day too, I'll kind of savor yeah. that scripture. I had a, a verse a couple of weeks ago I was savoring on. So I think that's one way where in the midst of being so busy, you know, I can kind of stay engaged in the Bible. Well, I probably spend, you know, 20 hours a week engaged in the Bible when it comes to sermon prep. Sure. And sometimes people will say, you know, what are you reading in the Bible that doesn't have to do with sermons? And I'm sitting there thinking, isn't that kind of like a question that says, what? 
what do you eat that has nothing to do with meals? I mean, it's all part of it for me. But one of the things that I do try to do is, is I do try to do some reading in places that I'm not just currently engaged. I, I would call it uh, reading just to, to read. There's not going to be an immediate use yes. for that material. Yeah. But just, just reading and, and experiencing the word to speak into me personally. I don't know, Shane, you've been doing this longer than me, but there are times when I shift to kind of a meditation that I do. St I struggle when I first to shift into it because I'm so used to thinking about how does this apply? What's going yeah. on in this context right now? What, you know, uh, that other skill set and right. then meditation can be much different. You know, you're kind of, for me, you're trusting God that he's speaking to you. You're trying to stay open. And there's not like, I don't, sometimes I don't feel like I walk away. Like if you ask me afterwards, so you were in the word today. What did you learn? I might say, I just looked at a verse that doesn't right, feel right. great <laughs> to me personally. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's important that wherever people are at, however they approach things that, that we do find time to, to spend in the Bible. Yeah, another question we talked about on Monday, Shane, was uh, talking about, particularly then it was men, men who maybe uh, had their life that it wasn't going very well, even I believe it was brought up about if their life was blowing apart. Um, what would you say to a man in terms of their faith, or a person in terms of their faith, if they feel like their life is starting to blow apart? One of the things I talk to people about with some regularity is the Bible says we reap what we sow. We all know that's true. But what people don't realize is that you don't reap today what you sow today. You're reaping today what you sowed yesterday, and you'll reap tomorrow what you sowed today. So, Mike, I know a lot of people, a lot of men who become Christians. They have really significant conversion stories. But you know what? The first hunk of their Christian journey, yeah. they're reaping bad seeds mm. that they sowed before they met Christ. Okay. And it's sort of like, hey, I'm trying to do everything right. Yeah. Why is everything still going wrong? Yeah. Well, it's because those bad seed yeah. are, are coming into harvest now. But here's the good news. You're sowing good seed now. Time's on your side. Yeah. That harvest will eventually, eventually wear itself out and you'll be getting a good harvest in the future. And Mike, that works, the, that works the opposite way too. And it's really interesting. But you'll see people who really live for the Lord and then they stop living for God. And things will initially go really well for them. Hmm. Because they too are harvesting yes. okay. good seeds that they sowed before they got away from the Lord. But in their case, bad things are going to be catching up with them because they're sowing yeah. bad seed now. And so that whole idea of reaping and sowing, trying to make it so people understand it yeah. and can work with it, I think that really leans us right into how Jesus talked about these things. Yeah. You know, whenever I think about a man whose life may be, or a person whose life may be blown apart, I do think one of the things that they have to acknowledge, let me just say the general thing that a lot of Christians would say is that you do have to focus on Christ. But I would say to a person who's really struggling, um, and if they're reaping what they've sown, the bad things that they've sown before, they need to know that their vessel could sink very quickly if they're not careful. Oh, absolutely. There's not a lot of room for error. There's grace, yeah. but there's not a lot of room for error. And getting to the point that, you know, Shane, that you're leading us to in terms of starting to reap or starting to plant good seeds, uh, it's going to be hard for a season. Yeah. And and uh, I'm mixing a couple metaphors right now, but uh, if if you're not careful, you're gonna be at your ship may sink if you don't get focused on Christ. And I was listening to or I read about a story 
uh, not long ago about uh, there's a harbor in Italy that has a very narrow channel. And on this narrow channel during the day, it's already dangerous because of the rocky uh, parts of both sides of that channel. Uh, during the day, a, a captain kind of navigate their vessel down it pretty easily, but at night it becomes very difficult for a captain to do that. So what they've done is they put three lights on this channel, and what the captain has to do is he has to line up all three of those lights at night, not go from one to the other, line them all up, and it will get them safe to the harbor. And I do think for someone who's really struggling, uh, there may be brighter days ahead. Yeah. There may be time when there's more margin for error, but if you're struggling, it's time to focus on Jesus because... If you've gotten yourself tied into some things that you shouldn't be tied into, those will wreck your ship if you're not careful. Absolutely. I do think we have to be aware when we are in, in dangerous waters. That's for sure. The other thing I tell guys is, you know, if you're going through a, a tough time and a lot of it's self-inflicted, if you've dug yourself a hole, first thing I'd do is throw the shovel out. Just, just throw the shovel up at the top where you yeah. can't dig yourself yeah. any deeper, yeah. man. Somebody will eventually throw a ladder down, but just throw the shovel out. Stop making your problems worse. You know what that reminded me of, Shane? There are, uh, especially people who are young in their faith, and this may have to do more with a younger person as well, but sometimes they begin to uh, compare themselves to older Christians who've walked through a lot. And they'll see, you know, an older Christian and how they're holding their... Um, how they are able to stay in integrity and kind of navigate things well, and they'll think that they can do it the exact same way. They may need to have a time when they are making sure the shovel's thrown away, that their boundaries are really tight for a season, because that older Christian spent a lot of time uh, with the Lord, maturing and put up boundaries in their life, so things that may, uh, you know, get them in a deeper hole uh, won't be the case anymore. I love Galatians 6, 9. It says, In due time we shall reap if we do not let our hearts grow weary. So don't lose heart in doing good, for in due time we shall reap. My interpretation of that, do the right things the right way, you'll get the right results in the right time. So men, if, if a life's blowing apart, if you're on a really bad stretch of highway, keep doing the right things the right way. Bad times don't last forever, but God does honor godliness. Shane, we're going to shift to marriage here. How long have you and Miss Melissa been married? You know, it's so funny because at the men's event, I said 42 years, and that was incorrect. Okay. Well, this is your opportunity. To, to correct the record, we've been married 39 years. Okay. Okay. Has yeah. it felt so like 42? Our... What was that about? I have no idea. I think it was a math thing. I think I was trying to do math in my mind and something went uh, wrong. Something like that happened to me on Sunday. I was going from a church online live thing and I mm -hmm. went to the stage and I couldn't remember the Sunday before the 23rd. And I could have just went back seven days in my mind but yeah. because I was on stage. I was like, what is that Sunday? So I kind of just had to skip that part. That happens at times. Okay, well, I'm going to digress this a little bit because you, you flat out hung yourself out to dry in church on Sunday, Mike. It was the worst I mean, it was horrible. It's the worst ever, man. So, so here we are. We're doing something. Mike, Mike walks out at the wrong time. At a, at a, yeah, yeah. I, this I, never uh, happens. He's never done this. Yeah, yeah. What makes it worse is that I, I actually asked at rehearsal that day, uh -huh. but I didn't communicate it clearly enough. Okay, and so. Uh, whom I was talking with thought I got it, but clearly I did not get it. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so how it played was, and it was supposed to, it's a precious time, baptisms and presentations. Yeah, right, Shane? yeah, really? that's all gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have <laughs> thousand people I mean, yeah, right, all, right, right. all together, yeah, all yeah. these people. And I knew it didn't seem right. Right, but you knew something felt wrong. Something was wrong, but it didn't yeah, stop me. Yeah. 
No, Mike <laughs> just got up and, yeah. and basically started making announcements yeah. right over a baptism, right? Yeah, well, right before. And then it, what they gave me, the, what's funny is I've done this enough and I do it the right way. They actually turn my mic on. It used to be they wouldn't even turn right, my right, mic right, on. Right, right, <laughs> But this right. time they're like, well, maybe Mike knows maybe, what he's talking maybe, about. Yeah. Wrong. They Wrong. won't turn it no. on again for 10 years, I'm guessing. No. And then what's funny is uh, our worship uh, pastor was off to the side and I've never seen him so animated about getting <laughs> off the stage. Yeah. Did you he see him have like a long shepherd's hook, no, right? If he and had it, he would have used, used, used it. Yeah, so then uh, I get off the stage. And, and then you said something, right? You, you said something there as you were leaving. Yeah, do you remember? No. I, I honestly don't. But it was funny. But, you know, I mean, you got to say something, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to laugh at yourself. And that's... You stuff know, happens. Stuff happens. Yeah. And, you know, I told Valerie, laughed about it too. She texted me. I was like, uh, do I care? Of course I care. I want everything to go right. But it wasn't on purpose. It was a miscommunication. Is that the laughed. biggest deal in the world? No. Absolutely no, not. No, no. So anyways. And you uh, know, I, I think, Mike, I, I think that uh, when you when you have a church that is so technically good as ours, we're always just perfect. You know, I mean, we're technically good. And when something goes wrong, I don't mean this in a bad way. I think it's somewhat endearing. Because they'll say, "Ha, huh, they, they they make mistakes too." Now, if yeah. you make too many mistakes, that's yeah. completely different. But we don't. No. And and I I think people just kind of chuckled and they thought, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you'll have you'll have that." And you know, everything <laughs> went fine. Yeah, it, it was it was good. Now I talked about my wife texting me, laughing at me. Uh, so let's talk about marriage for a second here, Shane. Forty-two years is not how long I've been no. married. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. We were married in in uh, yeah. So next year will be our fortieth. That's incredible. Uh, what, you know, looking back on those years, what do you think as a man you would have liked to learn a lot sooner in your marriage? I think a lot of times, Mike, uh, you know, Melissa and I were married. We were so young and I just wasn't fully grown up. And I think Melissa sort of married me for the man she thought I would one day be. And and it just took a while. It just took a while. You know, you can look back and think, man, I wish I was the man at 30 that I am at 60. But that's just a foolish thing to do. You know, uh, it's just foolish. So it's just what it is. And, and you've got the journey and hopefully you keep getting better. Yeah. And as we get closer to the Lord and, and closer to each other, you, you, you make mistakes. You, you do things right. You... Uh, you know, you, you have a history together. So for me, I don't know. I, I, I look back and, and uh, where, where does that stop? I think at some point you just got to look forward and you sure. got to trust that, that God has, sure. has brought you along the journey. Sure. So yeah. I'm kind of a hang loose on, on all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, just, just, just kind of be faithful, keep your vows and let God take it where he will. Yeah, I think for me, if I was to point out kind of a general thing, is that I, I thought that uh, some problems you'd just be able to solve in marriage and they'd never come up again, mm -hmm. uh, particularly around the idea of communication. I didn't realize me and my wife have worked on communication so much over the years, communicating better with one yeah. another. Uh, I just thought within a year or two, we'd just solve it. I, I really did, and that's I know how foolish that sounds right now, but it's also been a great opportunity for us to grow together Yeah, through, through that communication and uh, a safe, we need safe places, and the marriage should be one of the safest places where we can be ourselves. Absolutely, and don't you think communication is probably closer to attention to be managed than a problem to be solved? Mm -hmm. I think it's something we always have to work at. All the time, absolutely. 
uh, yeah, so me and Valerie worked on that over the years, and we continue to, but I can't, uh, you know, we've gotten so much closer. I think the first time it really, I noticed it, whenever I went to seminary in Chicago, we didn't really have any other friends. It was just me yeah. and her, you know, she would go to work, I would go to the seminary, I lived off campus, so I'd just go to class and come back for the most part. And it kind of forced us to really become better friends. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and that's when that began to happen, because, you know, if you don't do it, if you don't do it then, um, I don't know when you, when you will do it. So well, I think there's a certain amount of attraction that brings people together. But what makes a marriage last is, is friendship. I mean, it's, it's that companionship. It's building a life together. It's, it's having a history together. I, I think those are the, the things that really, really uh, seal a marriage and, and that walk that we get through life. I always tell people, you know, Aging is is like Diet Coke, and, and marriage is like good wine. Diet Coke, the second it's bottled, is as good as it's ever going to be. So you, you can just look at a point in your life that was... I always tell people, look at yourself on your wedding day. That's as good as it's ever going to get for you. Yeah. You know, just that's as good as it's ever going to get. Everything is going to tail off from there. Marriage gets better. It's it's like it's like wine, man. It, it just gets better. And I think when you got a, a Christian marriage, a godly marriage... Uh, it just grows richer and richer, and you appreciate each other more and more. Hey, Shane, one more question, and we're going to go back to kind of where we started with faith. What was it that first caused you to take your faith more seriously in your journey? For me, it was receiving Christ uh, when I was 19, but it was how quickly I began to see other guys who were better Christians than me. And I began seeing aspects of their character or their relationship with God that I wanted. Yeah. And, and I gravitated toward those uh, people. And those people became my friends. And I can honestly say in my early uh, 20s, I probably didn't have a single close friend who didn't have some aspect of their character or their life that I wanted to emulate. So that was a lot of it for me. Yeah. Do you think that was a Holy Spirit thing too? The Holy Spirit like pulling you and, and using those characteristics? I think I, it's so. Yeah, for me, I, I felt like um, when I first started my journey, that was really important. And it was almost like some of the characteristics of, of these men in particular, uh, it was almost like God was putting me in that position to take those characteristics on. I felt like God was doing a deep, deep lesson in me at the time. And so I, I can identify with some of your story with that as well. You know, another thing that made me really take my faith more seriously was kind of getting through the the honeymoon stage with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of went to a honeymoon, a great emotional, you right. know, uh, forgiven and, and free, blah, blah, blah. But then I, I really do feel like I had to kind of man up and take my journey more seriously. And, you know, since we were just talking about marriage. Uh, you know, there would be times in marriage that maybe you don't feel like you love your spouse too much, but are you committed to your spouse? And right. I think commitment is the greater good and the greater thing God calls us to. And that was really one of the things that really took my faith to another level. But I will tell you this, Shane, I guarantee I grew more than ever when I really committed to Christ. It didn't feel like it. Hmm. It didn't feel like it at first. It it felt hard. It felt felt like it was going too slow. But it was probably uh, some of the richest growth I had in my faith. Well, faith is is so interesting because I, I know that you and I being vocational, uh, Christians who, who really got into it at a fairly young age. I mean, 
my early part of my ministry years, man, I, I was kind of like a pinball in an old pinball machine. I mean, it was exciting, but I made I made a lot of of mistakes, and uh, I couldn't. I always thought the devil was attacking, and, and in reality, I was just dumber than a bag of hammers, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, you, you mature through that, and so there is this aspect of of just experience and yeah. deciding when when things go bad, am I going to bull up and 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 stand here, or am I going to humble myself and get better? And I, I think about that all of the time, you know. You talk about you look back and you're not really conscious that you were growing at the time because mm-hmm. at the time you felt like you're getting the crap beat out of you, you know? There were these great highs and then they were followed by these great lows mm-hmm. in ministry. But as I look back, it's it's a maturation process and it's something that God is doing in our life. And sometimes I do think you're right. We are unaware at the time just how present God is in the process. Well, Shane, we had a great time uh, here today. Would you say it's the best time you ever had? It's the best time I've had in the last two hours. It's the best time you've <laughs> had with your best friend. <laughs> That's exactly right. Or the uh, never mind. Okay, uh, Shane, any concluding thoughts when you think about the talk, uh, that time with the men, and, and anyone who's listening today? I would just say, Christian people, take your faith seriously. Uh, lean into it. If you're married, uh, take your marriage seriously. If you got a family, take your family seriously. I truly enjoy my life, but I'm able to enjoy my life because I take the greatest responsibilities of my life most seriously. And so uh, embrace it. Realize that if you're walking the right direction, that God goes with you. And take some comfort in the difficult times to know that God does mature us and we do get better as we go. Shane, I know you and I are both grateful that we have a God who is with us through it all. Well, thank you for joining us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. We would love for you to subscribe, share, and review our podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Shane or I, find us on Facebook or visit our websites, RevShaneBishop.com or RevMikeWu.com. We'll talk with you next time. Make sure that you keep the change.